today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday, and that means Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuum Man, is with us once again. Uh, hope you had a great week, Adam. Oh, listen, I got to start off. I know that you got a lot of stuff on your plate that you want to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, but as we've talked about on the program before, you're very, very active in the, in the Hamilton community uh, as a member of Rotary Club. And uh, you've got some news about Rotary Club that I think everybody should know. Yeah, this is exciting for me for two reasons. One is obviously I'm engaged in the Rotary Club of Hamilton, but the bigger one is that junior achievement is coming back to Hamilton. And I am so excited about this bill I, and why I get excited over simple things like I'm about to educate and be engaged with helping uh, grade six, seven and eight students learn entrepreneurship. I mean, this is future leaders, entrepreneurs. It is such a phenomenal program. So the Rotary Club of Hamilton, it's been gone in case anyone didn't know. Junior Achievement uh, actually hasn't existed in Hamilton for the last six or eight years or longer, I think. Uh, but the Rotary Club of Hamilton has supported, we are financing and now bringing Junior Achievement back into the city. So uh, I'm going to be calling some of my, my connections out there in the corporate sponsorship. I'm going to be volunteering. Uh, you know, I get very excited when it comes to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, with small business. I got to teach these young kids, Bill, how an audit works. If no one's going to teach them about the CRA, it's going to be me. So anyway, I just wanted to make the announcement. If anyone remembers, Junior Achievement has really, if anything, even if you don't start your own business, what I love about it, it gives uh, younger audiences and young children to be able to have the skill sets of understanding what it takes to run a business. So very proud about that. Yeah, it was a thing. I mean, for the longest time here in Hamilton, and you're right, it just kind of petered out for a little while. Uh, good news and good on you guys at Rotary Club for bringing it back. And because even as you say, you know, it, it teaches entrepreneurship, and it actually probably opens a door for a few people to say, "Gee, I never thought I could do something like that. Maybe, maybe that's an option for me." Uh, so, so good on them. I will have to track the success of that. But uh, good on Rotary Club for bringing uh, JA back into it now i want to get into the tech aspect of this now because i saw a tv commercial the other day for uh, one of the electric cars you know because everybody's into the that business right now and they they were proud of themselves and lauding about the fact that it's a one pedal driving system and i thought what how do you do that well general motors of course is is, is involved in this what what's this all about well, the fact of the matter is we we know that electric autonomous driving is coming. And the question is, is some cars are going to have steering wheels. Some are going to have a, a, a joystick. And now GM has also made the announcement of their one pedal driving system. They claim, now this is, which makes sense to a degree, Bill, is that the artificial intelligence in the cars, uh, in this case, GM, will have one pedal. There won't be, you know, back in the old days, you had four, the emergency brake, the clutch, the brake, and the gas. Now mm -hmm. it's just one. And the way it works is that you uh, you press the gas uh, from a full stop and it will engage, meaning kick into gear and begin its momentum. And then it can anticipate when it's time to stop because obviously we know they have they have cameras they have lidar uh that that check in the surroundings of the vehicle um they're claiming that now it only will take one one pedal so you just when it comes to stopping meaning it can sense the lights it can sense the stop sign uh it will sense a vehicle it can sense all of that you go to press it the second time and it will break it will decelerate and break so it still gives the control of the 
uh, I want to say driver or uh, individual in the vehicle, the uh, ability to start and stop. But truthfully, as cars are going to be able to move and, you know, transport us on their own, tactically, we don't need steering wheels or brakes or any device. You just need a seat, a comfortable setting and a nice 27 inch screen to watch Netflix while you're binging. This is it's going to take some getting used to, though, isn't it? I, I think that's why they're putting the pedal in, Bill. I think the idea behind it is before we go cold turkey and get everybody into this box with wheels with nothing in it, um, we're psychologically, uh, we've been trained for over 100 years to be in a vehicle that, that you know, we steer, start and, and, and stop. So uh, I think this is not only a safety reason, but it's also a transition reason for the migration of getting ready for the next phase of our new future vehicles. Because I'm going to be like that. I, I, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be one of those guys that, you know, okay, oh, Bill, you don't have to touch anything. I, I need to touch something. I'm, remember those, when we were little, they had, they had those baby seats that had the steering wheel yes. on them. So yeah, little yeah. junior could pretend he was driving too. I'm, I'm going to need something like that. Uh, and you know, because it's 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 just going to seem so foreign, I think will to a lot of people, uh, yes. because you're right. I mean, I'm used to a steering wheel, and and I'm used to a brake and a gas pedal, and uh, it's it's going to be a transition for a lot of folks. We're not there yet, by the way, but I mean, no. you know, that's that's the ultimate goal, there, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and it's going to be as we see the vehicles coming out more and more. Uh, by the way, we are at level three right now, autonomous driving. That's huge. That was I was talking about this with you a year ago, and, yeah. and I thought it was going to be five years till we got to that level. And we're already at that stage. So it's happening. So uh, be prepared for it and get ready. We'll bring you updates on that as it goes along. Uh, that's about GM's uh, model, but Ford's on, uh, got some interesting stuff going on too, don't they? Yeah. You know what? On Tech Talk, I'll probably be speaking more and more about the automotive technology because truthfully, vehicles are no longer that. They're not vehicles. They are computers on wheels. So Ford has just filed a, a patent trademark. And this is ingenious, Bill. This really does make sense. Uh, the patent is the windows of the vehicle will become the microphones. So it will be able to turn uh, uh, vocal communications or maybe uh, uh, recognition of directions or otherwise will be able to now work through the glass. So um, you'll be able to access your car. Uh, for example, say you approach your vehicle uh, and, you know, kind of like we control at a, an, an Alexa or a Google or whatever it is that we have in our in our homes these days would be very much of approaching your car. So you would say, OK, Ford, open the door. <laughs> and the uh, element is that the windows and the mirrors on the vehicle will be able to recognize a voice and be able to uh, allow you to get into the vehicle. So um, anyway, that that's the patent that they've created. And I think it's even more so that we can now get in the vehicle and as you're driving, you'll be able to, you know, communicate with the car. And that's the other thing. They have voice control capabilities. So no longer is it a microphone. It's the vibrations of our audio hits the glass. The glass converts it to, to code and then speaks to the, I'm going to call it a computer, but technically it's a car. That's pretty much what we're looking at. Well, and they're, we're almost there now anyway. I mean, you know, you, you have a later model car, as I do, and they, they are technically computers now. You know, it, it, it basically knows what it's doing and when it wants to do it, and, and including stopping. As you yep. say, you know, that's, you know, they got the rear view thing. And, and if if you don't see the car that's coming when you're backing out, the, the car does see it and says, stop, Bill. So it does. So it's, it's interesting to see how quickly that technology is being developed, though. 
Absolutely. And, and I think the, even the next phase of that is uh, they've, they, they haven't indicated it, but they've, they've mentioned it in that patent bill. It, it's also got a touchpad. So uh, where, what that means is that, you know, think of it as a holographic image on the, on the glass, you'll be able to like control or, you know, enter your four digit code on the window in a holographic manner, not just audio, you'll be able to actually touch the glass. Now, I honestly can't say I have seen technology being able to remove greasy fingers or KFC fingers, but um, you know me, I'm going to have a problem. I eat a lot of Doritos and I'll tell you, it's going to be a lot of cheesy streaks <laughs> on the side of that glass. Uh, yeah, well, that's something you're going to have to come to grips with, I'm sure, uh, for a lot of reasons too, but not just because of the glass. Uh, let's talk about social media uh, because that's all the rage right now and, and uh, things like security issues and everything else. Uh, for the uh, the older audience, though, the, when you say social media, they're probably thinking Facebook. Uh, you know, the younger demographic, it's TikTok. Uh, but Instagram is involved in this as well. And uh, there are some concerns right now about, uh, about uh, the impact that social media can have on us as individuals. Well, I can say this. TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, they were all the rage. Do you remember the back in the days when those were the things, Bill? Oh, yeah. And I'm saying that now only because one of the things that uh, research has come out with is that uh, TikTok and Facebook are losing, and Instagram, I should say, Meta, uh, you know, they have seven names. Um, yeah. But TikTok particularly is the one that was the rage with the younger audience is quickly, and I say this with interest, is that Generation Z has now claimed TikTok is not their interest. They don't want to be part of it. Um, and they're losing a massive amount of younger audiences. Number one, Facebook is losing them by droves. TikTok is losing them by droves. So why is the question? Well, first of all, education. There's been a lot of talk, as we discussed on Tech Talk, about the younger audience or the privacy issues. What are they collecting? What do they know about us? Uh, what are they using with this information? Well, a, a lot of the younger audiences have figured it out. So it's taking a massive impact. And uh, a lot of people still prefer TikTok over Instagram. However, they're seeing their, their mental health has been uh, uh, damaged. So people are feeling, and we talked about how Instagram has made younger female teenagers um, feel insecure about themselves, give them anxiety because they don't look their best. They're starting to understand. And that means that TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of them are starting to figure out, uh-oh, how are we, we've had a serious problem. The addiction that we've put into these social media programs has started to bite them quick. I think they weren't ready for the younger audience to figure out yet that this was uh, a very addictive program and mental health has been educated enough that it's really taking a toll on social media. So I'll keep, keep you posted, but uh, it is right now, social media platforms are starting to recognize they are losing or not even gaining that younger audience. Uh, fascinating stuff. And, and, you know, we've been saying that ever since computers were, you know, accessible to most people. And, you know, you'd have one in the house. I'd say, well, keep it in the living room. So, but make sure your kids shut it off every now and That's then. Right. That's and, right. And we're, you know, the adults aren't even doing that right now. So, I mean, they've got to learn from this. Uh, we are, are Zooming more than ever before because of the pandemic and lockdowns. Uh, and, and this next story I find fascinating. I mean, you and I have been in, in the broadcasting business for a long, long time. Yes. And, and the, the word is in our business, uh, treat every microphone like it's live. Even yeah. if you think it's turned off, treat, <laughs> don't ever say anything into a microphone or in a room where there's a microphone that you don't want everybody to hear. Uh, and Because that's happening in Zoom a lot more, isn't it? Uh, uh, Zoom, team, uh, uh, chat meetings, Google, all of them, everyone. I share this with you because it is a fact 
that you don't want to trash talk your boss while you're in any kind of Zoom meeting or team meeting, video meeting whatsoever. You think you've got that mute button on. But let me tell you, if the program is open, it is a fact. And all of these platforms have clearly stated it is still listening. It is still listening and sending the data to the servers. Your, your peers may not be able to hear it right away, but should or if the administrator of that program uh, want access, they will have the ability to hear all the things that are still being said while your microphone is muted. So um, the reason, by the way, Bill, is that this feature is built into the software that allows, in the case you use voice control, to turn the microphone off, right? Or, you know, it uses that. So even though your peers may not immediately hear you, it's still recorded and listened to on the servers. So just as a tip, if you really, really, really want to make sure you don't get heard, uh, if you've got an external microphone, you got to turn that off as well as mute the microphone. And if you have an internal microphone, like on a laptop or it's built into a desktop, you got to make sure you go into your settings, turn that off at the same time, mute yourself. However, just be ready when someone says, hey, Adam, you're muted and you have to remember to turn on two things before you come back on. Um, But otherwise, yeah, don't trash talk while you're in the middle of a mute. Yeah, and if you didn't get all those instructions about how to shut it off, just watch what you say. I mean, that's 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 the takeaway here, okay? Yeah, that's uh, another because lesson, it can yeah. be used against you in situations like that. <laughs> hey, I, I know you love talking about Apple products. Uh, yes. You'd probably do it in your sleep at night, too. Uh, Apple 8, uh, the watch is coming out right now. Uh, and, uh, well, it, guys, I was going to say it does everything but tell time. Uh, but you were mentioning a few minutes ago about how, you know, the, the cars are walking computers right now. Uh, The watch is doing everything these days, and the Apple folks have been front and center on this. What's coming up with this one? The new Apple Watch is going to have some really amazing features when it comes to health. And number one, uh, they're going to be having the ability, for example, fertility planning. Later, you'll be able to actually know by body temperature, it will be able to tell when is the best time for uh, planning to have a child. Uh, The next and the later versions are going to have, obviously, body temperature. It does a a certain degree of it, by the way, Bill, but it's not perfected yet. So I've mentioned this before that Apple is going to be coming out in 2025 with the ability of their Apple Watch for blood sugar monitoring, but it's not here yet. The big news, though, this one is really big, is that your Apple Watch will be able to connect to the satellite. What that means is that, say, for example, uh, you're in an area in a remote, uh, say you're in Algonquin Park, you're out camping, um, and there's an emergency, if you don't have cell signal, most cases, it won't be able to connect. Well, the new Apple Watch 8 is, is intended to have the ability to connect with any satellite and be able to send an SOS message without using mobility towers, which is, you know, I think we've talked about a couple of times, uh, an Apple Watch has saved a few lives yeah. so far. Well, yeah, exactly. And as a matter of fact, one of them is actually always, uh, oh, maybe it's one of the competitors, I guess, uh, is actually using that in one of the commercials, but somebody slipped and fell in the forest and they were able to track them on their watch. And uh, so it's it's there for you and that technology is there. Uh, I got to get this one in because I, I have trouble. I, I don't get along well with my navigation system in my car. We just don't seem to be on the same page on anything. Uh, and Google's having some trouble right now, and it's going to happen. Here we go again. Uh, we're going to be back in the courtroom, again, or at least these guys are anyway. Yeah, class action lawsuits been hit against Google, and uh, this one's a biggie because they're hitting Google and Waze. Those both are owned and, and controlled by Alphabet, which is Google. Um, the issue is 
anti-competitive uh, practices. Now, you, anyone of the whole world can download Google Maps. They download it, they set it up, and they, as you said, give you access to going anywhere, and it tells you where and when you should stop. In fact, some of the new features are they've now added stop signs and street lights for proper navigation. What that means is that you'll be able to time the, the street lights in Hamilton with your Google Maps and maybe be able to, you know, minus the fact of speeding, you'll be able to know, okay, I know I could be able to get home quickly at this signal uh, 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 element. But where they're in trouble is that Google has been billing uh, developers, which is, by the way, FPM3, my agency. That's what we do. If a company comes to us and says, I want to build a map into my program, into my website, give people directions to my business or operations, we, or you as the company we work with, there's a, it's called API. That API is a cost for developers that get to use Google. And they are now being charged in the court, uh, uh, the court of California for, for the fact of increasing 1,400% over the last four years to developers. So as much as we as a nation successfully managed to uh, download it for free, use it to get to where we need to go, uh, Google has been scrutinized over the cost of how they're billing developers uh, to integrate with Google Maps. Uh, very quickly, got a minute or so left here, but I want to ask about this. Uh, what, what's this going? Tim, Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, this is this is the f family feud or something. I mean, the, <laughs> you, you don't usually hear these guys talking about each other, but uh, but Tim Cook is a well, he's got some pretty strong opinions about uh, about Meta and and Zuckerberg, doesn't he? Yeah, and this one's this is some serious trash talk. I mean, Zuckerberg came out very at the time when Apple was in its thirty percent commission. Uh, Zuckerberg under Facebook was saying this is an example of a company that is incorrectly uh, charging developers, and 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 they are truly the 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 beasts and the monsters that exist today. And then Facebook found that they were uh, coming out with Meta, which is this Horizon World virtual world that you know Zuckerberg developing or needing to move towards. Well, it's a little bit of mud in the face because Tim Cook started trash talking Zuckerberg in the last week and saying, oh yeah, you got you like to come on my on my side of the fence and talk about you know like uh, how Apple works with our commissions. Uh, Meta or Facebook is now charging third developers 47% of what the cost is uh, to to buy software. So if a program's a hundred dollars um, on Meta in this virtual world, for example, um, Facebook is taking $47 of it. Well, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, kettle black. Uh, so it's becoming quite an argument right now. I know Tim Tim Cook is really talking, isn't Apple really a, de a, a delight compared to what you're up against with Zuckerberg? So yeah, there's a lot of uh, heavy, heavy hitter CEO arguments over who's calling the shots of uh, stealing, I'm going to call it, Bill, not commissions, stealing from developers within their platforms. Them's fighting words. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135 with uh, Adam Oldfield. Enjoy the week. Uh, we'll talk again next Friday. Lots more to talk about here. But, uh, but uh, have a great week and uh, good luck with the business side and good luck with Rotary Club and Junior Achievement. Thank you so much, Bill. Talk to you soon. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.